Mythology Breakdown, the podcast where we discuss mythology, folklore, tales, and other legends that you may not have heard of before. I am Tony. And I'm Cece. I totally just won that, and you know what? It's staying right there. You just there. butchered that. That was amazing. Leave me alone. Uh, so, today we're going to be talking about what, Cece? We're going to be doing something a little bit different. We're in this trial phase right now. We're trying a lot of different things to see what works best. And right now, we're going to take a deep dive into actual history. Yes. Because this history has provided myths of their own. Yep. And the topic that we're going to be deep diving today is the ideas of... Chariot races. There we go. And gladiator, gladiator battles. battles. There we wow. go. Wow. I just got off of a very long shift on a yes. very slow night, and I'm very, very tired. Yes, but you need to speak up. I'm so, so sorry, guys. <laughs> we've been messing around with the microphone uh, these last couple of episodes and trying to figure out which suits us better. So Yes, so we're hoping that the quality has been improving on your end. So... I'm still trying to figure out what uh, high pass means. Yeah, I don't know any of this. these terms. They're all foreign to me. Yeah, same. Uh, so, trigger warning, first off. Uh, Cece has tics. Uh, she is very vocal and will probably make really loud noises, so headphone listeners beware. Uh, I don't think we have anything incestuous in this episode. No, but um, this probably isn't an episode that you you might want to censor it, just in case. Because I mean, it is lots of there's lots of death on my end, and I mean there's talks of slavery or slaves. It does get a little bit graphic, so I mean it it it's gonna be clean. It's just I mean we're gonna. Tell it like it is. We're not going to sugarcoat things. And so, if you're sensitive, we just want you to be warned. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I think that's all we got for that. Yep. That's all of our trigger warnings. You almost said for today. Yep. You thought we were done. Yep, I'm ready for bed. No, we just started. It's going to be a long 45 minutes. I'm kidding. (laughs) All right, Cece, start us off. All right. So, when you think of gladiator battles, what's the first thing you think of? I think of these two big, muscly dudes standing in the middle of an arena fighting to the death. And when you think of a gladiator fighting arena, what does it look like? Well, uh, I would think that it's made of, like, sand, right? In Mm -hmm. the middle. And then there's various objects or various weapons scattered around that arena and there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, or actually thousands of seats or uh, something in the arena, kind of like what we have today. Yeah. Did I hit it on the head? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's go. And what's the most famous example of this building you can think of? Ooh, probably the Colosseum in Rome, actually. Bingo. I took a real deep dive into the Colosseum. Like, I wanted to just get a little bit of background on a couple of places where there were prominent arenas of warriors. Yes. 
But then I wrote, ended up writing um, a page and a half on the Colosseum itself. Oh, damn. Okay. So I went in a little bit of a different direction with my research than what I had originally intended. It did, did I surprise you with hitting everything, like, right on the head? Yeah, no, that was, that was pretty good. I covered all of that. So, the Colosseum. Yes. It took... How much do you know about the Colosseum? I kind of want to quiz you, just because... This is something that, I mean, we should have learned about at some point. So I, what, Colosseum, uh, the Colosseum wasn't only held for gladiator battles. Mm -hmm. There was also multiple other things that it was held for, like, I believe what, there was like a a hunting thing there once, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, I doubt they used it for the chariot races. I believe they had their own little separate area for that, but, um... I think that's about it for my knowledge. Okay, well, are you ready to learn, like, things that you never needed to know about the Colosseum? Uh, okay, I'm down. Okay. So it took eight years to build. Um, do you want to take a gander at what years this happened? Ooh. Is it AD or BC? What do you think? Um, I'm thinking it's AD. Yep. I'm going to say around 60. Close. It was 72 is when the construction began, and it was finished in the year 80 AD. Oh, damn. So I was really close. You were super close. (laughs) All right. So the motto of the Colosseum is bread and circuses, which I meant to try and find a meaning for. But I never got that far because this was just a tiny little article that I'm working with. And then the next one that I clicked on to do a little bit more research was where I got the other page of notes. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so I never found out what bread and circuses mean, but that is apparently what the uh, Colosseum's motto is. So in actual Roman times, when it was in use, it was called the Flavian Amphitheater, or in Roman? Is that what they speak? Romanian? I don't think... That's not the same thing. Romanian is a whole different place. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Because it's Romania. Uh, Whatever. Latin? It, oh, it could have been. It could have been like a... I'm going to assume a newer Latin, because like, that's... That's what I think of. Um, so in, I'm going to assume Latin. It's Amphitheatrum Clarium. That sounds pretty Latin to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it held 50,000 people. Dang, okay. Um, you were right in talking about hunts where they would hunt exotic animals and non-exotic animals. They would hunt common, common animals and bonds. Alright. Um, they would also hold (laughs) they would also hold executions. They would hold recreations of battles. Yes, they were LARPing even back then. Oh, hell yeah. And, um, then, you know, the most famous of all was the gladiator fights. And when you think of the gladiators, you think of the big, burly men. Right. And there is so much more to that. There are, like, 25-plus different types of gladiators. Right. I'm going to go through all of them later. I played the... There is this game 
a long time ago. It was kind of about the uh, the gladiator battles, mm-hmm. and it was called like Spartacus something, and it was like a RPG type game. It was on the PS3, so I have imagine no like idea. nine years ago. It's like you're in this like arena battle thing. It was actually kind of cool. That's why I know so much about the gladiator stuff. That's funny. <laughs> um, so it was used for 500 years, all the way up until the 6th century. Um, fun fact, it was bombed in World War II. It was bombed in World War mm-hmm. II? Nice. Because it's still standing today. I mean, it's still in use. And... I don't think I wrote it down. I hope I did, but I mean, it's been more. It's been it's been in use. Even it's in like use even even today, but it's always been in use, just under different things. Oh yeah. Like when the Christ when Christianity took a strong footing, it became like church related things. <laughs> like for, I said, for like, I, for like mass. Like just yeah. Well, no, not necessarily. But I I don't think I wrote it down. Um, unfortunately, but there is, like, it's been in use, and I mean, it's still used today. Wow, look who's starting to follow in their loved one's footsteps. Hmm. Not writing shit down that you need to. (laughs) Forgetting to write things down. Like, you find something really cool, and then you mess up, and you find, like, ten other things, and then you realize that that first thing that you were just talking about... It was actually pretty cool, but you just got sidetracked. God, maybe I have ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> so the first games at the inauguration, so in AD, of the Coliseum, they lasted a hundred days, and more than two thousand people died. Dang. Okay. Yeah. No, they did not screw around. Right. Wasn't it like a fight to the death, and the last one standing? like, earns their freedom or gets, like, kind of. rites I, of passage and, like... Kind of. I go into that a little bit later. Okay. Um, but there's, there's lots of, like I said, there's lots of different, there's, there's class system within gladiators, there's different types of gladiators who have different statuses. It's all very weird. I like it. Yeah, it's super interesting. But yeah, 2,000 deaths. <laughs> a lot. So, it also, and I found this super interesting, and it had a canvas ceiling that they could, you know, pull out. Like, they could take it off, and it would be used to cover on really hot days or to protect from the rain, just like stadiums of today. Right. And I found that super, super, super interesting. They also, and I found a couple of different places that said this, so I'm going to assume they did. They would fill the Colosseum up with water and have water naval reenactments. That's weird. But they, I mean, that's what they did. That's like trying to fill up Safeco Field with water. Yeah. And like no, it's, it's weird. Reenacting Hey, Safeco Field, have you figured out where we're from yet? <laughs> Is Safeco Field here in Washington? It's Seattle. Oh, shit. It's where the Mariners No, play. that's CenturyLink Field. It used to be Safeco Field. Oh. I just haven't been up in Seattle in forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, 
that was where I had ended my first bit of research. And then I clicked on the worldhistory.org link. And this is where I found the bulk of my information and where I sent Tony to find some of him his information. I don't know if he used any of that information, but I sent it to him. No. Well, I tried. I didn't use any of it because gladiators and chariot races were two different beasts. Okay, so that, what I just, what I just kind of talked about, that was kind of like a brief overview. Right. Now we're going to get into some more details. So if you're not following, probably re-listen to the first part because it's about to get a whole lot crazier. I am excited. Ready? Yes. Are you sure you don't need us to pause so I can reread this all to you? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Well, guess what? We ended up taking a break anyway because Tony needed a refresher. So it's okay if you did too. Um, so, as I mentioned, it was ordered to be built in 72. Right. Not 1972, for, like, which for some reason I want to keep saying... But the year 72 AD, the emperor Vaspian, or Va- Vaspasian, I'm so sorry, I'm going to butcher all of these names. They're all very hard. Vaspasian. Vaspasian. He wanted to restore Rome to its former glory, because there had been, been a huge civil war that had just broken out. So he wanted to prove to the other countries that they were united and stronger than ever. So he ordered this Colosseum to be built. And this was going to be huge. Like, when I read out the dimensions, well, I mean, I can't picture it because I'm very bad at math. But it's, like, humongous. Like, it took up a, like, center huge big chunk of the area. Huh. Yes. Like, so on a map, like, like it would 15, be... 15,000 cubic square feet. Yeah, on, on, like, a map, it would be almost visible. Dang. It was huge. Like I said, it held 50,000 people. Think about arenas today. Yeah. Think about how huge they are. Yeah. And I mean, it wouldn't be the same because they wouldn't necessarily need a ton of parking, but I mean, they would need, I mean, places to store things. Well, yeah, like food and stuff like that, but yeah. And fun fact, I, I get into, I go into more detail on this a little bit later, but there is like a huge network of tunnel underneath, tunnels underneath the Coliseum. Oh, dang, okay. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, so Vaspasian wants to build this huge Colosseum to prove that Rome is super strong and that the Civil War is done over with, everything's Gucci. He also wanted to prove that Rome is the center of the world, and it pretty much was in the ancient world. Why are you holding your face like that? Could you just imagine... Like, a king just standing there like, yeah, we Gucci. (laughs) Oh, so you're shaking your head at the fact that I said Gucci. Yes. (laughs) Like, he's just sitting there sipping his wine. Yeah, Civil War is done with. We Gucci. Let's restart the gladiator gladiator battles. (laughs) No, they had never really happened. I mean, I guess I don't, I had ancient Greek, they happened. Yes. But, I mean, it wasn't a super common, and not in this kind of scale. Oh, no. Like, not this huge. Okay. So, by the time it was the year 80, Titus, Vespasian's son, he was emperor, and he was the one to open it, 
and um, had that first 100 games with the 2,000 deaths. I think that was him. Hang on. Oh, she's looking through her notes. We need, like, you know that elevator music that plays in between, like, intermissions? So whenever there's, like, a long pause, I just want to, like, introduce a song, like, uh, a technical difficulty type song. I found my spot. Can we go before I lose yeah, it again? Yes, okay, go. So it was under him that the games, that, that 100-day games took place. So that was Titus, who was Vospasian's son. Huh. Well, I didn't find a year for it, but by the time it was completed fully, like 100%, it was after Vespasian's other son, Domitian, took over as emperor or ruler or king or whatever it was. I cannot remember right now. Um, so it was four stories tall. It was like 150 feet, I think, for like each story. And it was 189 by 156 meters wide. Dang. And that's the part where I was like, I have no idea what math is, so I have no idea what that means. That's absolutely crazy, But actually. it's big. I know that. Because I know how long one meter is, approximately. How, like, it's like this. What is it approximately? So it's about two feet. I guess, yeah. So imagine a building that's like 400 feet. I know. By like... It's huge. <laughs> you stretch your arms out like you're gonna... <laughs> like my arms are gonna stretch 400 feet. Are you gonna turn into a damn coliseum on me? <laughs> so it was made of limestone, brick, concrete, and volcano stone called tufa. 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 And then the vaults were made, like, the, the roundy things. Yes. Those were made of pumice stone. You know, like, pumice that you use on your feet? Yeah. Like, that's what it was made out of. Huh. I bet people would cut their hands on it all the time. Most likely. Like you with your bread at work. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> yeah, that's a story for another time. Maybe on a Patreon. Maybe. Stories about when we decided to hurt ourselves. So the modern the modern name um, Colosseum comes from a bronze statue of Nero, which was converted to resemble the sun god, but I didn't say which one. You know, since we're talking about stuff that happened in Rome, it's probably the Roman god of sun. But see, that could be Apollo, or that could be the ancient sun god, like the the sun god before Apollo kind of adopted that role because there was one, but I can't remember his name right now because he was, like, basically written out of existence because Apollo just became more popular or whatever. I mean, maybe, yeah. Um, But, I mean, it could be either one of them, so I don't know which one. Let's just go with Apollo for now. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll say it's Apollo, and if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. So there were 80 entrances into this thing. 76 of them were for the audience members. Right. And, like, I, just, I picture our arenas today, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense, but that's still a 
ton of arena entrances. Right. Like, we don't have very big arenas around here. No. At least not in where we live. Yeah. I almost just spat it out our hometown. What's up? So, <laughs> there were two for gladiators, one for the living, and one for the dead. That would that makes sense. So, the dead door was called Porta Libertira, who is a, um, and that name is dedicated to the goddess of death. That's the one that the people who were dead were carried out of. Right. And then the other one is called Porta Santa Vivania. Santa Vivaria. Can't even read your own handwriting. The door for the victors and the living. Yes. And, um... I don't know what the name means. It didn't explain it. You know, a quick Google search would have told Worldhistory.org slash Coliseum explain? I'm I'm just telling you that a quick Google search would have told you. Yeah, well, I didn't search it up. Yeah, I can tell. (laughs) So, like I mentioned... There are cla- there's like a class system right. to the gladiator fights, and that included the audience as well, obviously. You know, rich to the poor. Right. And there would, the levels, and this was interesting, because I want you to listen to this. It's very, very interesting to me. Rich, rich, private, middle, slaves, foreigners, women, and poor. Damn. And the women and the poor were in, like, the standing-only section. So there were no seats for them. We would just call that a mosh pit nowadays. But, I mean, it's not the same. This was... This was at a time where the class system was different. And I get it. Yeah. So, I mean... And plus, they, they had no option to... I mean, it was just... I mean, you want to sit. Right. Um, so they, there was a sand floor, like you said. Dope. And it was decorated exotically for wild animal hunts. Like, they would literally, like, make sets and craft things for the exotic wild animal hunts. That's awesome. I, I love it. Cage Um, so there was underground lifting mechanisms for animals. Dope. I don't know how they did it. I mean, it has something to do with, like I mentioned earlier, all the tunnels that are underneath it. Right. But I don't understand how they lifted the animals. I mean, because they would have, like, elephants and stuff like that. Like, I don't, I I don't understand. It's, it's okay. (laughs) So... In this maze underneath the Colosseum, there was a ton of rooms, there were corridors, and then there were animal pens. Hmm. So, like, it was basically, like, the behind-the-scenes right. of the Colosseum. It's like All walking, the workers it's like walking it in the back of Disneyland. Yeah. Which I've never done. I have. Twice. So, it was also tied to the Etruscan Games, which were similar to the Olympics. Um, And what's interesting is that there was a special person designated an attendant whose job solely was to 
finish the fallen battlers with a blow to the head. Damn. That's metal. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes these, and here's a mythology connection, so we are connecting it to our name. Um, these attendants would sometimes dress as Chiron, who is an Estrus, or, or sometimes an Etruscan minister of fate, or Hermes, the messenger god. Right. Because they're delivering the bodies yeah. to the afterlife. So, literally, these guys would sometimes just dress up in costumes and go out and bonk someone on the head and then just go away. And I just imagine them wearing tutus. Why? I don't know. Because I imagine them going, boink, and then, like, walking away. Hmm. <laughs> Do you not like that? No. When okay. You, when you see, when you talk about, like, gladiator battles and, and stuff, you, it's big guys holding big weapons. <laughs> and then... Not always. Then you have just this little person coming out dressed like a Damn fairy. Bonk! <laughs> That's literally what I pictured, though. Good lord. Um, so also present, also notable people supposedly present there included the Vestal Virgins, which we've talked about a little bit in a couple of episodes. Yep. Pontifex Maximus, which is, I think, a group of some sort. And you didn't research it. I did not. And the emperor themselves. So, ba 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 ba! Boo! 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 She just caused herself to have a tick attack. By going ba ba ba. Beep. Ba ba bran. Okay. Okay. So there was this one emperor, and he's really crazy. His name is Claudius. Oh, I'd I don't be crazy too. I don't know what year this was, but he had ninety three games one year. Damn. Okay. And these games would last from like dawn to nightfall. Like they would, they would last all day. <laughs> and Cece's um, laughing at me because I needed to get out of the chair. <laughs> and before the official games would begin, they would have a chariot procession. Where all of the fighters for the day would ride in front of the emperor, stop, and they would say, and excuse my Latin, Ave Imperator Morituri. Te salutant. <laughs> Which translates to <coughs> Hail Emperor. Those who are about to die salute you. And I found that super interesting. Yeah. It also reminded me a lot of the Hunger Games. <sighs> That's what I'm here for. I'm here to get the youngins in, even though the youngins are like our age. Yeah, youngins. We read that book in sixth grade. I know. That was, oh good lord. That was ten years ago, Cece. <laughs> so, I read The Hunger Games ten years ago. <laughs> so, th normally, after when, when Claudius, during these games, they would have the procession, 
Then they would have comic or fantasy duels, and these would be duels between dwarves, women, or like disabled people. Real messed up. Really messed up. I mean, I would love to see two dwarves like fighting to the death. I'm just saying. Still. <laughs> Real messed up. Can the purge just happen already? So we can see these things in, like, full action. So after these battles came the real bloody gory stuff. So I'm going to put your, my official warning here that there's descriptions of weapons. It doesn't get super graphic, but here's where it starts to get a little bit sensitive. So last chance. <laughs> Next time, we won't warn you. <laughs> so... Then they would have blood battles. And these would include weapons of swords, lances, tridents, nets, fem females. <laughs> Did you is, does it seriously say females? I meant to write that on its own line. Um very rarely were females used in battle, but I mean sometimes they they would fight. Okay. Okay. Or be fought for. They're not, like, picking the women <laughs> up and not, using them as They're like, not slinging them around by their ankles and throwing them at people. That'd be badass. <laughs> oh, so that's what you mean by dwarf battles. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. So, after these would be the animal hunts. And the people that would perform these hunts were called bestiari. Because they were, like, masters of the animals and stuff. Like, they were just really good, well-informed people. Right. Um, and some of the animals were dangerous, and some of them were, like, super innocent. Like I said, like, fawns, other innocent animals. And these would just go on and on and on for the rest of the day. Well, that's the only animal. <laughs> because that's the Bunnies, only Bunnies, rabbits. I don't cats, know if I don't dogs. know if they were used. I can't remember. And Fonz is the only one I can remember from that list. Okay. There was a list. Um so they would deliberately like make these hunts super, super brutal. And this was in an attempt to reach what they called crudeliter. And, which basically was the correct amount of cruelty. Huh. Which is really messed up. <clears throat> um, so, Dominion, who is another emperor or ruler. I don't know why I want to keep saying emperor. It's because I just, this week I was studying the Middle East. And they have emperors in the Gilgamesh. Okay. It's okay. Um, so... Dominion preferred to have dramas. He didn't like the gore fest. And instead of that, he would use condemned prisoners for executions. And he would sometimes, like, dress them up as super popular characters like Hercules, Loreolove. Nice. Um, and they would also kill, like, Christian martyrs because at this point... Christianity was starting to infiltrate them, and they were really not liking it. Like, they did some very, very terrible things to 
the early Christian peoples some very, very terrible things. Nice. <laughs> That's, no, like, no, I'm serious. Like, these people did not, probably did not deserve to be okay. tortured the way that they were. Okay. Now, if it were, like, them just fighting it out, like, that's understandable. No, like, they would literally, like, torture these people. Okay. Never mind that. In front of, uh, like, as as a show. Oh, wow. So, like, yeah, just take a moment and let that sink in for a second. At least my story doesn't involve the the Christians getting murdered brutally. (laughs) So, in the year 404 CE... Um, the Emperor on Honorius? Honorius? Did you just say Emperor again? That's, I actually, that is okay. written down. So that's okay. where I got Emperor. That's why it's stuck Honorius. in my head. On Honorius. I don't know. Um, but he abolished the games. Like, he said, no more Gladiator games. We're done. Um... Although they did still pit criminals against animals for another hundred years. Alright. So repairs were made to the structure itself because of other because of various events, war, um, natural disasters, stuff like that. It was repaired in 1422, 467. 472 and 508 and it was consecrated in 1744 in honor of the Christian martyrs. Hmm. So yeah. That was my 34 minute deep dive into uh, the Colosseum. I still have another page and a half of notes. You're crazy. I have a page and a half. And then some stuff that I'm just going to wing at the end. (laughs) So, uh, I feel like we should probably take a break. Possibly. Um, I know I need some water. I just did a (laughs) lot of talking. Yes. This was probably the most fun I've had researching something yet. It's only because you like the brutal murder. No, I just find it super interesting (laughs) from a psychological standpoint. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Well, think about it. I mean, we still participate in watching brutal acts every day. I mean, yeah. You I know, can... someone stubs their toe, you turn around to look at them and go, what? Like. Or people pay to see other people beat each other up inside of an octagon. Yeah. Like, I mean, we still experience this today. So, um, on that note, we're going to take a break. I really need some water. And when we come back, um, I guess we'll have Tony do his stuff. And depending on how much time we have left, um, I can go through the types of gladiators. And if we don't have time left, then um, we'll do it on the Patreon episode. Yep. Yep. All right. So there you go. Well, we will be back soon. Um, yeah. See you in sick. Welcome back to Mythology Breakdown. Yes. 
my mouth feels so much better because I got something to drink. Yeah. Uh, courtesy G Fuel. of G Fuel. I'm kidding. No. Sponsor me. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> Starts hyperventilating. G Fuel. <laughs> that was partially a tick. <laughs> really? Could just imagine you standing on a line just screaming G Fuel. <laughs> no, the G Fuel part wasn't a tick. Okay. Okay. Um, so anyway, welcome back. Uh, I'm going to turn the time over to Tony, who is going to move on a little bit to a slightly different subject. Yes. Uh, chariot race stories. Or actually, not even stories, because guess what? Couldn't find... I couldn't find anything on stories for chariot races. But, uh, yeah. So I found my information on PBS.org. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old PBS. Uh, PBS kid. PBS kit. Actually, this is PBS for adults. Uh, less violent than the gladiators, chariot racing was still an extreme, dangerous sport in which drivers could die. Uh, the teams attracted fierce passions from their supporters. Uh, to start us off, I have the Circus Maximus. Uh, the chariot races took place in the Circus Maximus, which is a huge oval-shaped stadium that could seat Nearly 200,000 spectators. Holy crap. So you thought your arena was big. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, the stadium... Also, my ears just popped, and so I can hear super clearly right now, and it feels very weird. Nice. <laughs> uh, the stadium had two long parallel sides and one rounded end with seating all around. Mm -hmm. The other end was filled with stables and starting boxes. Yeah. Uh, down the center of the race course ran a low wall, or spina, which contained decorative sculptures that would be tilted to let spectators know how many laps had been completed. That's so cool! Yeah. That is super cool. It's That was a super awesome. raw reaction, because I didn't even read, like, I wasn't even reading your notes. That was, that's so cool. It's pretty awesome. Uh, the races were rough and raucous. Uh, they lasted seven laps and would include as many as 12 chariots at any one time. That sounds like a lot of chariots. That is a place. lot of chariots. Although I, I'm only picturing a track in my head, so yeah. I know it's a lot bigger than that, it's, but that's what I can picture, and so... It's a lot bigger. Uh, to be as fast as possible, chariots had to be very light, which made them very dangerous for their drivers, who were usually slaves or freedmen. So, like, slaves who were once slaves, but now not slaves. We didn't touch on it, but the majority of the gladiators, because that's what I did, that's what probably we're not going to get to today, but the majority of gladiators were also slaves, and there were very, very few that were gladiator heroes, such as Spartacus <laughs> and a couple of others that I didn't write down because they're what I told Tony to research, and he didn't listen to me. Nope, I don't listen, ever. Uh, many drivers were thrown from a broken or overturned chariot. Uh, they would then be trampled and killed by the charging horses, or get caught in the reins and dragged to their death. <laughs> Brutal. It's like that episode of Supernatural, when they had the ghost on the chain in the back. I have no idea what you're talking about. You, what? No, come on. You know that episode. It's when you... they, like, go visit that, like, work power plant thing. Are you and talking about the, the, the season where, De or the episode where Dean's scared of everything? Yes. Oh. Yeah, and Sam had to, like, connect the ghost with the the chain on the back of the truck, 
and drag the ghost through, like, the power plant type thing. And that was the way he died, and that was the way to get rid of him. It was messed up. But now imagine that, but in real life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, given the dangerous nature of the sport, chariot racing was very expensive. However, its popularity meant that it was also very profitable, and over time, it became highly organized into an early form of show business. Oh, yeah. Uh, there were four chariot teams, or four main teams. Uh, they were red, white, blue, and green. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Uh, each team had its own scouts for finding talented riders and horses, and each team was passionately supported. Like sports fans throughout history, a team's fans were fiercely partisan and would hope for rival teams to fail. So people would like... Yeah, like... I won't pray. say our high school names, but like our high schools. But oh, like yeah. But, countries. Oh, yeah. But they would like basically pray for these people to die. That's, me that's messed up. I love it. Uh, this what became, the heck? This became so common that curse tablets were made to spook the opposing teams. What the heck? Yeah. Like signs? Yeah. I love that. But not everyone was a fan. Uh, like the gladiators, chariot races were popular sports for the Roman masses, not the social elites, who disliked the mob behavior of the fans and found the sport unremarkable and childish. So basically the top of the top were like, yo, this is dumb. Just watch people kill each other. Yeah. Uh, imperial passion is my last little bullet point thing. Uh, one exception was the Emperor Nero. Uh, he was passionate about horses and even drove his own chariot. Nero's enthusiasm for such a lowly sport scandalized Rome's elite, but endeared him to the masses. The historian... Tacitus, or something like that, sneered at the mob for this. And then here's a quote. For such is a crowd, eager for excitement and thrilled if the emperor shares their tastes. So basically he was all like, yeah, uh, you guys suck. And your emperor sucks. <laughs> That's as easy as a term I can put it. Uh, however, like gladiators, it would take more than disapproval from educated elites to put an end to the sport and chariot races survived for centuries to come. Yeah. Which is what I'm going to kind of segue into. So, everyone knows NASCAR. If they don't watch it, which I don't. If they don't watch it, they have at least heard of it. Yes, so NASCAR... And if you haven't, I guess we should say, if you haven't... NASCAR is a car racing event in which, like, super fast cars do, like, what, 400 laps around a track? Yeah. And Going, like, 200 miles an hour. Yeah. And, pe and sometimes huge. people crash and sometimes people die. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and also, people sometimes call their cars, char car call their cars chariots. Yeah. Which I think is really funny. And oh, cool. I'm sure it's just another evolution. Like, I'm sure... Like, I mean, it's just like any other race. All these races had to start from somewhere. Yeah. And, I mean, this is just a very early example of it. I mean, who knows if there's older examples of this. I'm sure there are, though. I just don't know about. Yeah. But, I mean, this is a very early example of this event. 
Oh, 100%. And, I mean, it's... I mean... Think about people with their horses and carriages. They were probably having races of some form of another. Um, think of, like, horses and their jockeys, like, with horse races. I mean, it's the same thing, just safer. I mean, it literally is like you took chariot races, but you're like, let's put the people on the horse. <laughs> that way they can't be bucked off. Right. Huh. And guess what? It worked. So, I mean, that, I think, is the most direct example of chariot racing today. Yeah. Uh, now, you want to hear something funny? Mm-hmm. Earlier this year, uh, let me just pull up the website really quick. Earlier this year, February 10th, 2021. On Newsbreak.com? Yes. Uh, in the state of Wyoming. They had chariot races. Like, full-fledged chariot races. Uh, let me, let me see if I can, uh, oh goodness. I'm so ill-prepared. Actually, no, I was prepared for this. Uh, it's a, a weekend. whole thing. It is a, a whole, whole thing. thing. There's like districts, regionals, and then there's state. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's awesome. Sorry, I'm reading the article because uh, I read way faster than Tony and I know that he's... Yeah, I'm a little slow. Uh, a weekend of chariot racing went forth with crowds of spectators, some standing ankle deep in mud and a stout adult beverage in their hands. <laughs> It's been over 20 years, said organizer and chariot racer Gene Daly. So they've been doing this for 20 years. They had 10 teams this year. Uh, and from here, some will race in Afton, Wyoming in the next few weeks. And then on March 6th and 7th, we come back here for the Wyoming State Chariot Races. So it's a statewide event. <laughs> uh, oh, that's cool. Uh, so... Money taken in by the group goes to help the Glendo FFA. I don't know what the FFA is, but it sounds like it's important. Future Farmers of America. Are you sure? I'm 100%. <laughs> we had a class like that at Mark Morris. I'm not laughing at that. I'm just... I thought you were kidding at first. Because no. I thought it had something to do with financials. No, that's literally what it is. Uh... So basically, yeah, uh, they had chariot races. There is no age restriction to drive a chariot. All right. Oh, it's not too dangerous, Daly said. They have their horses fairly well broke, as long as they just don't have a wreck. <laughs> Kids as young as 13. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Ooh. What? 58-year-old Nelson has been racing chariots since he was 17. Go Wyoming. You know what? Oh. Why don't people? Why don't more people talk about Wyoming? I, it's okay. This exists, and I've never heard of it okay. because we are from the Pacific Northwest. So you want to know something that I've realized recently is because no one talks about other Beans. states, you don't think they exist anymore. I saw something that was talking about that recently, too. I was literally in a Discord call today. It's because we it, we saw these because we were going to be talking about Wyoming. Uh-huh. Uh, I, no, so I was literally in a Discord call today. And someone joined in uh, to, the, to the call. And we were sitting there talking. And 
Uh, he goes, oh yeah, I'm from Ohio. I'm like, this Ohio doesn't exist. Like, no one knows Ohio. I always forget about Wyoming. Is, oh, I yeah. Always, always. And it's so funny because it's right next to ours. <laughs> yeah. It's like on the border. Literally. <laughs> oh, God, just think. We could travel like two states away and participate in chariot races. It's Wyoming, so over by the lakes, aren't they? I don't know. I don't know my geography. I think it's that right well. smack dab in the middle of the country. Yeah, maybe. It's more than two states away, though. If it was two states away, I would have at least heard of it or probably been to it. <laughs> I would love to go see the chariot races. I. It would be so much fun. All right, but do you want to talk about the the Greek? Or not the Greek, the the gladiator stuff? So or? I'm kind of thinking that I'll just kind of go over kind of my details. And then for a Patreon special episode, I will go through all the different types of gladiators in some more detail. Yep. Because I didn't go very deep into it because I had already written, what, four and a half pages? Yeah. <laughs> So, the obviously most well-known gladiator is Spartacus. Um, like I mentioned earlier, most gladiators are slaves, and most of the gladiators are basically barely considered people. Like, they were not treated well at all. Um, so there is a 1 to 1,000 ratio of famous gladiators to nameless corpses. Dang. Just take that in. Yeah. And, I mean, they listed at least six super well-known gladiator heroes. And so think about it. One to 1,000, that is 6,000 dead people. That is just very dark. Yeah, that's astronomical. So... So, page flips. <laughs> oh, she's scouring her notes to make sure that there's anything, like, super important she wants to talk about. Yes, because I have a I have a list of the gladiators, and then I have a little couple of notes in the middle of that, and then a list of more gladiators. Okay. But this is my last little bit before the types, so it's actually perfect timing, just about. Yeah. Um, so... Like I mentioned, most of these um, gladiators ended up being slaves, and they depended on their masters. I mean, they had to go through vigorous training, and I mean, these trainings were so intense that they could be killed while training. Damn. So, um, and that they could be killed, like, as punishment. It could be, like, an accident, or it could be, like, you looked at the leader funny, and so he decided to kill you. Huh. Um, so you would have to claim a type of gladiator. So there are all these different types of gladiators that we'll talk about in the special Patreon episode. Um, and after you finish your training and whatnot, you would have to, like, declare a type. And then you pretty much had to stick with that type of gladiator. And you would basically, like, sign a contract. You would agree, like... These are how many fights you'll be in in a year. This is um, how much you're going to make from this. This is 
how long you get to live. Like, they basically had to sign contracts before they could start doing this. Dang. Yes, it was absolutely crazy. That's all my notes. Alright. So that seemed like a very dark and depressing episode. But it was, I mean... If you liked us to history deep dive on something a little bit weird to deep dive on, like the Coliseum, um, send us an email. Yeah, at mythologybreakdownpod at gmail.com. And um, if you want to see some cool behind-the-scenes content and our beautiful faces, you can find us on TikTok at mythology underscore breakdown. Or, wow, yep. mythology underscore breakdown underscore pod. Or on Instagram at mythology breakdown pod. You can also now find us on Twitter. Yeah, at, as weird as that sounds. At myth breakdown. Yes. And um, I've been having so much fun with Twitter. Oh, no. I post fun facts. Little clips from the episode. So, like, um... I can't remember any of the tweets that I posted. <laughs> but I basically, I just post fun facts. So if you don't have time to listen, but you want to hear us, follow us on Twitter. And you can see these little clips about what we're talking about right now. Um, oh, I remember one of my tweets. I, I do have one quick little story that I want to share. Oh, no. So like I mentioned earlier this week in my mythology and rights class, we were talking about the Middle East. And there is a story that we looked at about the god Telepinu. Have I told you about this already? I think so. Basically, this god just got super angry and he just ran away. And he was a fertility god. And all of the plants and trees and animals and people started dying because he was a fertility god. And so they like searched for him and searched for him and searched for him. And they finally found him asleep. And he was like, I was so angry that I needed to go to sleep. And they took his anger and they put them in containers so that way he couldn't feel angry and go to sleep anymore. Oh my goodness. And... It's literally you in a nutshell. Yep. <laughs> I related a little bit too much to tell I'm angry. I'm going to bed. <laughs> so, um, there was a little bit of a palate cleanser, refresher story, lighthearted note to end on because I let, I realized that I ended up pretty heavy with the gladiator stuff at the end. <laughs> yeah. So, take my telepinu story and um, go to sleep. <laughs> read, the, read the full story because it is super interesting and there is a lot more to it than just him being angry. What is the story? The, Gil the Gilgamesh, right? Nope. It's just called, if you just look up telepinu, T-L-E T-E-L-E-P-I-N-U. I'll say it again because I messed up the first time. T-E-L-E-P-I-N-U. Yes. If you search that, you will be able to find the full story. Um, if you want to read the version that I read, you can find it. It's World Mythology 2nd Edition by Donna Rosenberg. There's a bunch of stories in there. Yes, there's a bunch of stories in there. It's a super interesting book. Um, so, yeah. Um, 
Oh, also, don't forget to follow our Patreon. Yeah, you can find us on Patreon. Come donate and help us make this better. Patreon.com forward slash mythology breakdown. We, we really, really, really want to build a podcast shed. Yes. So, every little bit of Patreon money helps helps make that dream come true. Yes. So, help us make our dream come true. And let's get a podcast shed built. That'd be badass. Because even though there's not very many of you, we love you guys, and we just want the best for you. Yep. So, if you want want to find us on Patreon, it's (laughs) patreon.com slash mythology breakdown. That's literally what I said. Oh, you already said that? I already said that. Well, you can just cut that in post. (laughs) Um, I feel like we're missing something. Oh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We are trying to get on other podcast services. If you guys know ones that um people tend to go to, if you prefer to listen to your podcast on a different service, let us know. After this uh, recording, I'm going to be uh, figuring out how to put us on iHeart Podcast or iHeart Radio. So... Yeah, so review us. You can find us on Facebook. If you search up Mythology Breakdown, we should pop right up. We're still working on getting our YouTube figured out. We're really bad at technology, and we're also never home, so we never have time to work on it. So, the only thing that I'm having issues with right now is my laptop doesn't have enough space or the power to handle so many things going at once. So, I think the YouTube is going to have to wait. Okay, well, that'll be another goal. And we can start, like, we can, I can start, or we can start doing little separate YouTube videos on different subjects. Yeah, we could do, like, a, um, God, what do they call them, a vlog type thing for mythology and stuff? Maybe that's where we could do, um, a lot of our folktales, legends, and stuff like that. We could do little couple-minute videos on stuff like that. Yeah, ten minutes. Look at us! We're we're just talking away. Yes. Uh, but... All right. Yes. So, this is obviously <laughs> a sign that it's time for me to go to bed. Yes, because she is rambling. Yes. Uh, anyways, it's been fun. Join us next week. I don't know what the hell we're going to talk about. I don't know either. <laughs> so... I kind of want to do a deep dive on Odin. Okay, so you want to jump to the big gun right away. Okay. Alright, so next week, join us when we go We may change our mind, because, I mean, we were going to talk about something totally different until last night when I was like, I want to talk about gladiators! So. Yeah, she was really dead set on gladiators and chariot races. I I don't know, it came to me at work. I don't know what I was doing at work thinking about gladiators, but. You're just thinking of those big, sweaty, muscly dudes. I see how it is. No. Okay. I'm surrounded by big, sweaty, muscly dudes all day. Okay. I work in a kitchen. Okay, so we're now at the hour minute mark. So we're gonna we're gonna leave. All right. So until <laughs> next time, I've been Cece and I've been Tony. Have a fantastic goodbye day. Yeah, goodbye or night <laughs> or whatever. Or-